Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Shonda and Chanel, and you're live from the, the Double, Double Dose Podcast. Podcast. Listen, Chanel, listen. It's been lit. It's been awesome. Like, so many people have been enjoying the podcast. They have, but we need to hear from you, the listeners. So, if you guys are listening, we need you right now. Stop what you're doing. And go into Apple Podcasts, Leave Spotify. a five-star review. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go into Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. And leave a five-star review for your girls. And a comment if you're feeling extra generous. Come on. Because I feel as though, you know, you guys have been loving the pod. Yes. You guys have been commenting on social, but we also Posting need those. On social. Yes. And we also need those podcast uh, ratings. Yes. What do the podcast ratings do for us, Chanel? Well, it'll increase our visibility. It'll help us with sponsorships and partnerships. And listen, it will help us get the, the message out there for exactly. the Double Dose Pod. Exactly. So if you're not a hater, go ahead and leave a five-star review. If you hate in a little bit, then the Lord can deliver you. It's not too late. Period. <laughs> All right. You ready to hop in? Yep. All right. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up, everybody? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And we are back with another episode of the Double, the Double Dose, Dose Podcast. Podcast. Brought to you live from the, the Revolt, Revolt Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. Um, Chanel. Shonda. Chanel. Girl. Girl. Listen, um, well, we got we're, some one set of twins. Oh, forgot about the tagline. I'm not forgetting about the tagline. Okay. We are one set of twins. With two different perspectives. <laughs> right. <laughs> People love that. They do. We can't forget to say that. We can. Because they, they really love, like, that we're, we're really different. We are. People, we're, and we're one set of twins with two different perspectives. Yeah. People who don't know us, they might assume, like, oh, they they're alike. so much alike. Yeah. But, I mean... We are. We are. <laughs> and also. Yeah, we also know. sometimes have differing opinions. Yeah. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. No, I love, you know, talking to people who disagree with me. Facts. Um, What's it's, one thing we disagree on? There's a lot of things. We might. One. Eat, today, we're, we're talking a lot of pop culture stuff, so we might disagree. Do you like mushrooms? Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> that. <laughs> is there anything that I like that you don't like? Wait, is that how you decipher if somebody... <laughs> I, I thought she was going to ask something like, what's your views on politics or global warming? Nah. <laughs> Do you like mushrooms? <laughs> I'm going to need you to grow up a little bit. <laughs> um, yes, I like mushrooms. Okay. I'm just trying to figure it out. Okay, whatever. Do you um, like oysters? I love oysters. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, so I guess we don't disagree on anything. I know. <laughs> We're on one accord. Right. 
Um, okay. Well, make sure that if you are listening that you rate the pod. Yes. How can they do that, Shonda? They can go into Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever else you listen to the pod. And you guys can go in, leave a comment, and leave a five-star review because the reviews are what helps us to stay visible. Yes. Y'all have been downloading. Like, y'all been loving that Africa Yo. episode. I was like, wait a minute. Is, it's this, like, is these our numbers? It's like our numbers tripled literally overnight. No. Every time we refresh That was more it. than a triple. That was more than a triple. Every time we refresh it, it's like it jumps up more and more. That was more than a triple. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not a mathematician, so I can't, you know, calculate in my head. But I want to say that was a good, like, 300% type of... Yeah, 100%. No. <laughs> I'm saying I 100% agree with you. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, what else? Um. Yes, rate the pod. Y'all love the pod, so rate it. Don't be hating. Um, tell us what you've been up to, Shonda. Yeah, so y'all are catching this, Um. you know, after Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. So on Juneteenth, I had the opportunity to speak for Elizabeth City University, which is also an HBCU. HBCU. And so I facilitated a few workshops out there. It was dope. Did you uh, go on campus or Nah, so it's in person. Um, they're they're doing like an off campus retreat. Nice. Yeah. So um, yeah. So they they booked me a little, uh, first class flight or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so I, I to go to North it. Carolina, right? So the school is in North Carolina. The conference they're having isn't like somewhere in Virginia. Okay. Like far away in Virginia. Um, but yeah, it was, it was lit. It That's was lit. Nice. So what about you? I mean, I've just been grinding on the podcast, um, my podcast, this and my podcast, the Success Playbook podcast, also available on the Revolt Podcast Network. Um, I was actually invited to a big weekend for Juneteenth weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and you got mad at me because I had four VIP tickets to the Juneteenth honors and I had to decline it because I had two podcast interviews that night. Yeah, but I'm saying I always tell you for stuff like that, you know, you want to keep your network open like you. No, can, I agree. You know, talk to your Guests ask them, can they like reschedule? Of course, with advance notice, but also like even the city, you could have made connections with people and had them on the show as well. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, but shout out to those guys, the Juneteenth Foundation, Laquan, and all them. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You okay? <laughs> Do you need uh water or? Do you want to give me some? Thanks, bro. Thank you. <laughs> you can get the rest. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, so just like you know, no, you want to always cut this out, right? We don't have to. I'll never. I cut nothing out of my podcast. Oh, right. I could be choking. Well, this is me and my authentic up, self. I can be hacking up a lung, and I will not edit it out. Simply because y'all need to take me as I am. Or Mary take J. Blige said it best. Period, honey. Um. But yeah, like you've literally been grinding on your podcast. I because have. like y'all, she would come home from work, like, yo, <laughs> rush through the door, rush through the door, I wash your face. Uh, I got a podcast episode. <laughs> I got three guests. I'm like, what? <laughs> can you eat something? Got, can you like I've literally been packing out my schedule because I'm trying to knock out all these interviews before football season. Cause um, I know I won't have the flexibility. Okay. That makes sense. That that twelve week year, right, bro? That twelve week year. <laughs> He's reading a book on the 12-week <laughs> year. She's doing it maybe in about four weeks. We'll get everything <laughs> done. It's literally been a sprint, so I'm really excited about the guests I'm about to have on. Um, I'll have Coach Jennifer King, 
um, who is the first black woman to be a full time NFL coach. Awesome. Um, I'll have Sonya Richards Ross. Sonya Richard, yeah, Richards Ross. Um, she's the current Real Housewife of Atlanta. She's also a four time Olympic gold medalist. Um, Joy Taylor is coming up. She's a sport analyst. So nice. I'm really excited. Yeah, you guys know you have a dope lineup. Thanks. Yeah, you have a dope lineup. Thank you. So, yeah, so make sure y'all stay tuned. Make sure y'all subscribe to her podcast and make sure y'all read it as well. Please and thank you. <laughs> All right, let's pivot into the double take. All right. So the double take is basically our segment where we're talking pop culture, news. we're talking the news, and we're providing our double dose church culture, on church culture, current events, etc. Speaking of church culture, what have you seen that um, documentary, Mega Church Exposed, Hillsong? Yeah, um, we started to watch it. No, I finished it. You so finished you, it. You started it. No, we started it together. When we were at the house, I don't remember that. But I finished it. You got to finish it. How, is it like that scandalous? I wouldn't say it's scandalous, but I don't know. It's just interesting to watch. Okay, but th- I mean, there were some things that happened in their church. Um, the interesting that I'm hearing though, a lot of people are like, well, this is why I don't go to the church now, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And I can understand why people might lose trust in like community organizations because of stuff like that. But we also have to remember like, these are very much human Facts. people. Uh, cause if something happens to you at work, you say, hmm, this is why I don't work now. But I hate when people say that too, because why? it also, it, it invalidates their lived experience. Like I understand why someone would have that perspective. I understand. I get, I get it. it. Yeah, a hundred percent. But is that really now, why you don't go to church now, or now, do you just not go to church? Okay, let me put it from that perspective. If I experience, you know, some sort of hardship from a job that I'm working, I that's I'm not going to say that's not why I'm going to work at all anymore. But that's probably why I'm not going to that job anymore. Like, yeah, I, oh, absolutely. People have quit jobs for less. That's fine. And especially me. Absolutely. I will quit a job in a second. What? That's why I work for myself. I hate working for people. You were a terrible employee. But I'm a but great boss. As a child, <laughs> as a child, I knew you were going to be a terrible employee. I did. Because, you know. because like as kids, me, oh, I woke up in the morning. I my first job technically was like at Denny's, a restaurant, because I always wanted to have my own I money to get my nails done. No, my first job was at Denny's on 13. I always wanted my own money to get my nails done. Mm -hmm. But you, on the other hand, during summers, you would sleep till like 3 (laughs) p.m., 4 p.m. Our parents, yeah, our parents hated it. They thought you were like slacking and stuff. And meanwhile, I would be at Denny's serving pancakes and making tips so I can get my nails done and have my own money. So, but my perspective was look, we got the rest of our lives to work. I'm not pressed to get a job. Here, I'll put in an application just to get my parents, you know, just to satisfy y'all. But I hope they don't call me back. I'm just doing this to appease y'all. That's wild. And yeah, I did work at Red Robin. Yeah. That wasn't like one of my first jobs, but that was like a job that I did. Did you get fired? I got fired from Red Robin. Yeah. What happened? Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Cousin got me that. Baron got me that job. Shout out to Baron. He got me that job and I got fired. How did you get fired? Because I was working there during the summer. It was cool. Went back to school. I made an agreement to come back on, you know, some weekends that I'm scheduled so I can continue to make money. Mm-hmm. That particular weekend, it was a Kappa, um, we'll say a networking event in the uh, Memorial Hall gym. It was a party, Kappa party. And I just, <laughs> but I'm safe now, so relax. Wait, so wait, you, you I wanted to go to work. a Kappa networking <laughs> event at the Memorial Hall gym. So you no-showed? And yeah. I just didn't go to work. And the next so weekend. So you no called and no show. I did. And then the next for, weekend. For the Kappas. No, it was for the party. The networking event. <laughs> and then that weekend, um, the following weekend, I called. I was like, hey, this is Chanel. You know, y'all know I'm at school, but just get my schedule. And it was like, um, I don't see your name on here. Hold up. G- just give me a second. The manager answers. Uh yeah, Chanel. Um, we let you go. You no call, no show. And I got fired. That was my story. They didn't. They didn't have the audacity to tell. They me. didn't tell me. I had to call them. Just like I didn't have the audacity to tell them I was going to a networking <laughs> event. That I mean, honestly, natural consequences, right? right? That's what I always teach the parents that I work with. Natural consequences. But um, but what else is on the docket? I mean, have I ever gotten fired from a job? I got not invited back from a contracted position. What happened? Um, so I was working. It was like a summer job. We're home from school from Dell State. And I was working at um, Good, the Goodwill. The Goodwill. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in that that was a time like you and I were like very much into vintage clothes and going thrifting. Yes. And, you know, it was, it was a dope era. little job. So, um, but the, the I, I did not like it. It was dirty. It was grimy. I was in the back. It wasn't like I was a cashier or anything. Mm-hmm. I was in the back sorting through people's old clothes and hanging them on hangers. Mm. And sometimes they smell. Yes. Sometimes, like, it just be disgusting. I so you just go, smell it, just think about it. I know. Everybody has, like, a large bin. And, um, like, a good worker, you would get through, like, um, like you would stack up at least, like, a whole, like, three whole racks. There was somebody there who was, like, overachiever. Yeah, I did 12 racks today. I'm like, all right. In a day? Yeah. That's a lot. So, but like uh, average person, you're going to do three or four racks. So you're going through the clothes, you're sorting them out, making sure they don't got no holes in them, hanging them up, put them on the Do rack. you make sure that they're clean? No. You, that's why you wash your clothes when you get home um, at the Goodwill. What? Yeah. And so you you fill the rack up. And so um, I'm like, yeah, I just finished my rack. And the supervisor was like, my racks? Hold on. Rest Everybody else is doing racks. And you three did, to you 12. Said, you said, I just finished my rack. <laughs> they was like, where's the rest of it? I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Why did it take you all day to do that? Number one, I have ADHD. Number two, yes. <laughs> like, I'm not about to sit here and go through smelly clothes and hang them up. Why do I need to do this for money? <laughs> um, you asked them for the job. <laughs> but listen, but that wasn't, that was just like one of the things like that just probably they, they just didn't like about me, right? Um, Michael Jackson died. Yeah. I was very emotional. I need to go home. <laughs> like, this is 2019. <laughs> Michael Jackson died. And my friend passed away the same day. I need to go oh, home. Oh, yeah, that was a tough time for us. I need to go home. This is emotional. Yeah. All right, well, um, you know, we hope you can come back tomorrow. I'll think about it. Um, Like, it was just... And I, 
like I was a teenager. I was texting a lot at work. I did not like that job. If yeah. I don't like something, I'm not invested in it. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Maybe you shouldn't have asked for it. Um, I didn't know it would be like that. Okay. I didn't know it would be like that. Um, so yeah, so the contract ended. They invite you know all the other contractees back. Like yeah, we got this position. Wait, for you. hold on. We hold got on. that position. Hold on. For you. Goodwill has contractors. Yeah, I think it was like through the state of Delaware or something. Oh yes, I remember that program. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And but they'll I reach back out to y'all up. and be like, hey, we loved y'all. You racked it up. Yeah, you racked it. You up. racked it up. I you didn't rack, 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 racked it up. But when I they did. got to you, they said, mm, we'll pass. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I don't care. I, like, How does that make you feel? I don't like going through <laughs> dirty clothes. I barely even wash my own clothes. I, I pay somebody. Like, I can't believe that they just didn't care if they were washed or not. Yeah. Would you, Chanel, do you think that when you go to thrift stores that all them clothes are washed? No, I don't. But it's just like, wow. Like Y'all are conscious of that too, the Goodwill people? I thought yeah. they at least aimed to have like the cleanest... Of the clean clothes. As long as it doesn't have any holes in it, as long as it's not like soiled or anything, it goes right on a rack and goes out there. Oh my God. Yeah. So, well, that was one of the jobs I hated. The second job was J. Crew, but we'll talk about that later. Because they were racist. They were so racist, y'all. So racist. That right. was a job where somebody said, Oh, how'd you get good hair? Right? Yeah, one of the white ladies said yep, that. One yep. of the white managers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I experienced so much racism, so much texturism. Uh, from the employees, from the the uh, people who would come into the mall. While you, you were at J. Crew, we were working in the mall at the same time. You were at J. This Crew. This is a whole other episode. I was at Nordstrom. All right, but Nordstrom has been woke. Hmm. Nordstrom been woke, so I didn't really. I can't say I experienced that stuff. But that's the energy that J. Crew gives. Like it gives absolutely very much elitist. Um, yes, elitist. Kind of like preppy yeah, catering 100%. to uh, white women. I was surprised when um, Solange was like the she was like the face of it for a minute. Not mm-hmm. not J. Crew. She, Maxwell, because you know okay. Maxwell is a um, like one of J. Crew's stores. Okay, I was surprised they had that. Like because she had natural hair. I'm like, wait, y'all got her on here with her natural hair, but it was a problem for me. Yo, it was a problem when you had natural hair. Then. Like it was uh, taking it all in. Double take again. It is a show. Um, our segment that we talk about our two different perspectives on cultural moments. Uh, one is Sukihana. Yeah. And what transpired with Sukihana? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, shout out to Sukihana. She's from Delaware. Yeah, she's a Delaware native. She's a Delaware and when native. People, when I hear people talk about the situation, a lot of people are like, oh, I, we don't know who she is. We don't know who she is. Maybe we, I'm wondering if we know who she is because like, she's no. from the same area. No. She's she like, was on Love and Hip Hop, right? Yeah, she's okay. known. Like yeah. People who are on Love and Hip Hop, they usually that's how they catapult their careers. Um, but even before that, like she was very big into her music and then mm-hmm. content creation. Okay, so right. you yeah. can go ahead and list whatever you want to say. Let me see, because I, I I can't do it off the dome. I got to see the list. Okay. All right. So in terms of Sukihana, um, so basically she was violated by YK Cyrus. Is that how you say his name, bro? Osiris. YK Osiris. I feel like I talked about him before on my pod. So violated by YK Osiris. Um, and she was on a panel. And basically, like, when she was on the panel, he was trying to, like, kiss her in a very forceful way. Mm. She, like, blocked it, and he kept trying. Um, and it was, like, dudes around. Nobody really stopped them, stopped him, but which I thought was very weird. Um, that was one situation. The other situation, do you remember what that was? Mm-mm. Um, with another podcast person, 
um, where they basically was kind of like talking to her in a very sexually inappropriate way um, on the on the show. And so after these series of events, you know, she had taken to Twitter and was basically saying like, you know, she's, of course, like in, in so many words, like feeling violated, feeling like, you know, disrespected um, and fearful to like speak up and said she needed to take time to herself. Therefore, she like deactivated her accounts for a bit. I do feel as though when black women experience things like this, it's not taken as seriously because we are black women are often sexualized anyway. Um, and believing that people there, there's a, a large group of people like who are saying you know, if she presents herself a certain way, she's going to get certain attention, right? right? So it's no secret that she has, um, a, what's it called, OnlyFans account, and she does, like, you know, what some might deem as provocative on there, mm -hmm. right? And because of that, some people are saying, well, this is the attention that she's receiving. This is the reason why, um, and kind of justifying it. And I think that is so uh, egregious to justify that. That's very similar to saying, like, women get... Uh, assaulted because of the way we dress or women mm -hmm. get assaulted because we give out the wrong attention or what have you. And so, um, you know, I, I think that goes into that respectability politics realm of believing that when, when we show up a certain way, when we present a certain way, then we're, we won't be targeted in this way. Um, so that's just one of my thoughts, but so yeah. one of my thoughts is um, for me, like when all this went down, because I saw the video um, when all this went down, I was just disappointed that the other black men who were on the panel didn't hold that black man accountable um, and let him know that, like, he was doing too much, right? Because we have, you know, it's always those uncles or, like, those um, more dominant figures, those older figures in a circle that, you know, sometimes will check, you know, whoever it is that's in the wrong or whatever. They'll check them in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really disappointed that the others who were around didn't say, like, yo, chill, like, yo, relax. Um, because I think that, you know, at that moment, of course, Suki Hana was violent. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Like yeah. people don't want to say that, but ultimately yeah. she was violated and um, it was nobody else around that kind of spoke up or like just just advocated for her. Um, like that moment when she laughed awkwardly because, you know, she was shy. She didn't know how to speak up for herself. Like, I think that so many women can relate to that. Like, sometimes when you have that that guy who's just like, maybe you all are out, and you have that guy that just keeps trying to pursue, 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 and it's just like, huh, no, I'm good, I'm okay. You know, just trying to laugh it off mm -hmm. um, with that uncomfortable laugh. Um, and guys sometimes don't get the hint, so that was just so cringy to watch. Yeah. That was so cringy to watch. Honestly, I don't care how much a woman, whether it's Sukihana, Sukihana or somebody else, I don't care how much they talk about their body parts or talk about their sexuality. It does not leave an open door for somebody else to try them. Because if it's not consent, then it's assault. Right. If it's not consent, then it's assault. Right. Exactly. And so, um, you know, I, I thought that was just really disgusting for, for that to happen. Um, even thinking of the responses, I think was even more disturbing 
because they're again like some people victim blaming which i i do not like mm-hmm. right um Somebody on another podcast, somebody brought up the interest in perspective. Like if that had been like maybe somebody like Megan Good on that panel mm-hmm. or somebody like, um, you know, like a notable actor. Let's say right. it was Nia Long. Like, you know, somebody trying them like that. Would the world respond in this same exactly. way? Or are we responding in this way simply because she does um, do she's in that line of work? Like she she know she has those rap lyrics that, exactly. um, you know, exemplify sexuality and things of that nature. Exactly. Um, which go again back into that respectability and and like okay when she you know is talking her talk or doing whatever acts it is like that is her personality to get paid like that's a job right i can guarantee she is not like that when she is walking around at the park right so just because that's like her stage persona does Mm -hmm. not mean that you can willingly violate her and that's the thing um and even when like after the violation you got people tweeting. I think it was Meek who tweeted, um, basically kind of like justifying it. Essentially, yeah. I forgot what exactly he said. Do you remember? No, he said something along the lines of like, "Just don't crucify YK Osiris." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was turning it into something like, you know, this is something um, like just to put black men against black women or black right. women against black men, just to kind of like further divide us. And this wasn't the time or place for that, right? Because. While I do believe and I do understand and I do wholeheartedly agree that as a result of white supremacy, that has impacted the relationship between the black man and the white and the black woman. And I will also say that, uh, never mind, I'm not even going to say that. What? I'll say a former content creator also took a toll on the relationships between black women and black men who's no longer with us. Yeah. But that content that was created about a year or two ago that created a big divide between the two of us. Yeah, for sure. So not just white supremacy, but what we've been doing to ourselves on social media. It's, I mean, it's definitely both. It's definitely both. Um, but And I think that like th- this divide does happen, and there there are tactics and strategies and plans to further divide us, mm-hmm. but this is not one of those situations. Right. Right? Assault is assault. I don't care Absolutely. if you're black, white, exactly. Jew, Gentile. Assault is assault. And so I, I think it's whack to kind of like just make up excuses right. and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, with her post, though, she actually responded and said that, um, hey, like I am pro I'm a proud black woman and I don't support tearing down black men. Mm-hmm. So I f- choose to forgive. OK, Osiris. And YK. <laughs> oh, yeah. YK Osiris. Um, so I'm hoping to move on from this and which I appreciate that. But there there needs to be a level of accountability for him. Yeah, it, they said he apologized, but it didn't sound genuine. Um, it sounded like somebody drafted that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And even thinking about um, Sugihana and her response in that moment, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of justifying it by saying, well, she was laughing or whatever. Um, here's my thing. I don't know how true this is, but I do believe there was somebody who alluded to like her being sexually assaulted in the past, mm-hmm. like or molested in the past or what have you, mm-hmm. um, whether it was in childhood or whatever. A lot of times when people experience sexual assault or uh, trauma in those ways, it does reinforce belief systems that they don't have body autonomy, that they're not they don't have the power. They don't have the authority to be able to set boundaries if somebody is trying right. them in a sexual way. Right. So, of course, in that moment, her response might be from a psychological perspective fight, flight, or freeze, right? right? So I don't know what to do. I don't know how to protect myself. I don't know how to set this boundary. Therefore, I'm going to laugh at all. Right. That is a trauma response. Absolutely. And I'll say that's not only a trauma response for 
um, you know, molestation or even assault. Um, just in general, like yeah. sometimes with some of us who are faced maybe with racism or microaggressions at work or sometimes we don't know what to say. So mm -hmm. sometimes we'll, we'll shrink or like laugh it off. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I've, I had somebody in the past like say. I'm not even going to say that. OK, I'll pick a more safe and friendly one. Mm -hmm. um, oh, your hair is so fun. That's a microaggression. Yeah. But, you know, I just so no, thank you. You know, it's always easier to advocate for other people, but in instances even with Suki Hana and I can relate to this it is hard to advocate, advocate for yourself itself. especially in the moment and that's why having people who are around who do yes, ride for you bystanders like I think that's why it's important too I was wondering where was her team when this was happening right like where was her manager security right. somebody like she's at that place now in her career where she needs security right so I'm wondering like where was that person I even Okay, let's say the team was backstage somewhere. I'm still stuck on the other panelist. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot imagine, like, just me being on a panel and I have guys just around me and they would just let it slide. Yeah. Like, even just take, okay, we here with our, our bro. If I'm somewhere with one of my frat brothers and they see me getting violated, oh, that man is going, like, he about to have some problems. They going to go ape stuff on, on him. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. Like I, I don't. I yeah. I I've never experienced anything um to that degree where somebody didn't intervene. Right. Exactly. Like, it, even yeah. when even even with like um just me working in like large settings, whether it be in an arena with twenty thousand people, a mm -hmm. stadium with fifty thousand people, mm -hmm. like you are going to encounter people who may be attracted to you. Yeah. They might try to like grab your wrist or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I always I love having. Like you said, bystanders or whatever, um, like just walking alongside me and just like, hey, how you doing? Like just, you know, intervening yeah. like and just taking up for me. So yeah. and that also goes align, uh, along with like that respectability piece, too, because mm -hmm. it like it makes me wonder, did they not intervene because of who she is and the stuff that she raps about? Because like I, I can be in a Wawa, not know anybody in there, right? And somebody would probably intervene, right? Because of like, you know, they, I might seem respectable to right. them, right? I might right. be palatable to them, right? Right? But because she is who she is, and she, you know, she she does have this type of content, she have these types of lyrics, people was just kind of like letting it slide, yeah. and I think you know that respectability stuff is trash, it like is. it really is trash. Because like at the end of the day. She's number one, human. Mm -hmm. Number two, she's a mother. Like she's, she's not that. She's not Suki Hana twenty four seven. Right, right. So she, at the bare minimum, she deserves respect. Yeah. So and to not be grabbed. Exactly. And kissed on. Exactly. But definitely praying for her. Yes. Because um, so. something like that can be traumatic. Exactly. For people. Exactly. And she was traumatized. She said it. She said she's been in tears all day. Mm. Yeah. yeah re-traumatization yeah that's that's insane so it's definitely something probably deeper there yeah um but let's pivot to our next uh conversation piece dc young fly okay um so we all are aware that dc young fly unfortunately uh lost his partner his uh the mother of his three children um and she recently had a funeral it is so sad it is so unfortunate um it really took over the internet but azalea banks Okay, Azalea Banks took it upon herself to say that she felt vindicated uh, for the death, the unfortunate and untimely death 
of uh, DC Young Fly's partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Jackie O. Jackie O. Uh, so let's talk about Azalea Banks. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I didn't think it was possible for somebody to be that trash of a person, but yeah. you know, that's trashy behavior. But we knew that Azalea Banks was crazy. But this you're not supposed to say crazy. Why? It's culturally insensitive and it stigmatizes mental health in the black community or any community. For culturally that insensitive to who? People who might have mental health diagnoses. So let's say she's what? What's another word? Gutter. Yeah, let's say she's gutter. All right. As, all right. So we all knew that Azalea Banks was gutter mm-hmm. and low down and not the best human being on this planet. Um, but this is an all-time low. What I find interesting is that when did that episode of Wild and Out air? Like years ago. Let's talk about that. This all stemmed from because she was a guest on Wild and Out. Yeah. And in that um, back and forth, she had a back and forth exchange with DC Young Fly. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, his tagline is, like, ugly girl or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but he calls his daughter an ugly girl. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's just his tagline. Yeah. He wasn't calling you ugly, sis. But she internalized that, I feel like. Yeah, of course. And the fact that she, um, it's been so many years and she feels vindicated at this point, that's a clear indication, sis, that you had some unforgiveness going on. And not just some... It's been on her mind for years. And, and it's not even just like, you know, not forgiving somebody, but like the spirit of unforgiveness has taken root into her heart to the point where she is, she was carrying this thing around mm-hmm. for years. For years. For years, Chanel. And all he did was talk about her braces, which uh, we all had those questions. Like, why did they take the wire out and leave the little brackets on her teeth? <laughs> no, it <laughs> it looked very interesting. Look, I'm not knocking her dentist. Shout out to Dr. Honig because, you Shout know, my Dr. orthodontist Pierre. had me lit. Thanks. But I don't understand why the braces was <laughs> like they weren't together. We they all weren't had those connected. Questions. But anyway, but I think that's this is just an example of what unforgiveness can do to a person. It really can turn you into a nasty individual. Ruin her soul. Nasty. She needs therapy. Yeah, for sure. She needs a lot of it. For sure. We also wanted to kind of like stay on the topic of DC Young Fly. Yes. Um, um definitely want to extend our condolences to him and his family. Yeah. Um, and we definitely want to just shout out the fact that like we all know that he's a man of faith. For sure. He stays prayed up. Yep. And he has not allowed this situation to change him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't allowed the situation to change him. Um, I think a lot of people were just kind of like waiting and wondering yeah. like what he was going to post, right. um, whether he was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like when we heard what he spoke about during the funeral, mm-hmm. that really helped us to kind of put into, to, to help us understand like where his mind was mm-hmm. and where he was. Like people just wanted to know he was okay. And I think that was the, yep. the, the moment that we needed to make sure he was good. Yep. Um, but it wasn't just that. It was actually, like, the context of, like, what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share what he said? Yeah. Is that somewhere on here? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Um, but I'll just jump into it while you find it. So, mm-hmm. uh, basically, what he said is, like, hey, this is not going to be easy. But, you know, I have God. Um, my family stays prayed up. He 
uh, called out his daughters and he said, baby girl, don't you know that, you know, God is real and we stay prayed up? And she said, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that gave us assurance that, you know, his daughters, of course, are sad, but they know they're going to be OK. Yeah. Um, and the, overall, the speech was just a sentiment of like, yes, this is a horrible thing to go through, but I have God and I know that God has me. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I, I don't see the notes in here. Um, my bad. But you summed it up. Yeah. Good. Um, But she basically or he basically was saying, um, in addition to that, like, you know, this is something that something tragic that I've experienced. And also, y'all know me. Y'all know that I keep my faith uh, at the forefront. Right. Um, and not only did he say that, but he he said, like, I'm not going to complain and I'm not going to mm-hmm. question God. And he said, y'all don't even y'all shouldn't complain. and Y'all shouldn't question what we going through. Yeah. He said, like, I have a reason to lose my mind right now, but yeah, I am. But not I'm not going to lose my mind. Yeah. Um, did that remind you of uh, like any Bible character? Job? Yes. Mm-hmm. He, like, it, it gave, it was given Job experience. It was given Job. It was given, definitely given Job experience, yeah. Um, where Job, you know, felt like he was losing it all, mm-hmm. but also was like, I'm not going to charge not gonna God. I'm not charge God. Charge God for all the things yep. that I'm experiencing yep. right now. Naked, what did he say? Naked did I come into this earth, naked shall I return. Mm-hmm. And so, and, um, you know, the, the, yet, he's though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Yeah. And I, I think he was seeing a living testament of that. Of yes. And, like, this situation is horrible. It's mm-hmm. tragic. Um, and it brought so much glory to God. Because yes. with that, you know, the world was watching D.C. Young Fly. And D.C. Young Fly said, okay, while y'all watching me, watch me get on my knees and pray. Yeah. While y'all watch me, watch me go through this with grace. While y'all watch me, watch me run to God in spite of my circumstances. Yeah. Watch me go through this in faith. Yeah. Like, still believe in God, still having unwavering faith. Unwavering faith. Um, and, and Chanel, that kind of like brought up the scripture, John 12, verse 32. Mm. If I be lifted up, yes. I'll draw men to me. So that that is a quote from um, John. So Jesus is speaking here mm-hmm. um, during his ministry. He's saying, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you like what? How do you kind of. I guess like, this. yeah, relate it. How yeah. do you relate that to DC? Yeah. So, I mean, just like I said, this situation um, all eyes was on DC Young Fly, mm-hmm. right? And this situation, again, because eyes were on him, it drew people, I want to say, to inquire on, okay, so what is this that 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 DC Young Fly has, right? What is this peace? What is this this comfort that we're seeing? What is this relationship with God? What makes it so special? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do believe that God was lifted up in this situation. Yeah. He got I, the glory out of it. Exactly. That's the thing. Can God get the glory out of your tragedy? Exactly. Can can God get the glory out of your trauma and horrible experiences in life? Because everybody doesn't have that testimony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people charge God. Yeah. Because, Chanel, like, when you have a relationship with God that's conditional, like, it's easy to just, Mm -hmm. you know, blame him, to walk away from him. Mm But it, when it's unconditional, like I have an unwavering faith in God, like, that means that anything in life can happen. Yes. And I'll never speak bad about God. Right. And I know he has me through Exactly. It. Exactly. And and um, I know we said he reminds us of like Job in that moment. But, you know, even kind of bringing back John 12, 32. Right. So this scripture came to me when I was kind of like when we were like talking about the situation, because I feel like it's commonly quoted. Right. Mm-hmm. If I draw a men to me, I will, or if I be lifted up, up, I will draw a men to me. Yeah. We we so so many times we quote that Absolutely. in our community. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of people interpret it as like if I 
be lifted up. God, if you elevate me. If you elevate you listen. God, if you if make you me give popular, me this promotion, if right. you get me this if promotion. You, if, if you, you make me popping on TikTok. Yeah, if right. you if you you know make my influence why I'll right. draw all men. I'll to draw you. I'll draw yeah. all but, but that's literally that's literally like I we misinterpret that scripture. Right. So what Jesus was talking about is if I be lifted up on the cross. Exactly. Then I will draw all men to and me. And what is the cross of representation? Crucifixion. Of? Crucifixion. Trials. Tri- yes. Right. So if I'm lifted pain. up, so meaning the whole world, if I'm lifted up, the whole world is watching me in my tragedy, in pain, in my tragedy, in my embarrassment, in my pain, in my you know trials, in my turmoil, in my trauma. I will be. I will draw all men to me. If yeah, listen. That is the greatest display, right? You are literally elevated, as Jesus was. You're elevated on a cross. If I be lifted up on this cross, naked, bare, embarrassed, everybody looking at me, looking at my flaws, everything, I will draw all men. Not if I get popping on TikTok. Not if I get a popping YouTube channel. If I be lifted up in these trials and tribulations, I will draw all men. And that's a, that's a legitimate question to like ask ourselves. Like in, in our own self-reflection, am I the best representation of a, a disciple of Christ yeah. even in my tragedy? Yeah. Not saying that we won't go through things. Not saying you won't have emotions as we go through things. But how will you go through? Right. Are you being an example to other people right. in terms of like how to go through? Exactly. Is your situation drawing others to Christ? Or is your situation becoming your God? Right. Is it becoming about you? Right. Are you a victim? And one thing I was talking to, um, you know, Uncle Howard over the phone, and he was just talking about the concept of, like, you can't park at grief. Hmm. You can't park there. Like, yes, you got to hurt, you got to feel it, but you can't park at grief. Hmm. Because when if we I was thinking about that, like if we park at grief, then people and we stay stuck there, people are going to see that. People are going to yeah. see us stuck in that trial. And mm. then we're glorifying the grief. Yeah. We're glorifying the circumstance. Grief becomes your God. Grief becomes your God. And your priority. Yeah. But if we continue, if we allow ourselves to feel, we allow mm. ourselves to experience it, and we continue to trust in God, then we are drawing people to him. Yes. That's a different type of faith. Absolutely. Different type of faith. That takes a different type of relationship with God. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So that's our word for y'all today. Um, We hope that this brought about some level of reflection, right? How are you going through? Yes. Yeah. You got anything else? Um, No, I think we covered it all. Let me check. Yeah. So make sure you guys are rating and subscribing to the pod exclusively on the Revolt Podcast Network. Um, I want y'all to to definitely leave us some comments. Let us know what y'all think. Uh, and if yeah. you have any double take topics that you want us to cover, please send us a message. We would love to address it. Also, if you have any questions for us that you'd love for us to answer on the podcast, again, we would love to answer it. So um, just shoot us a DM at Double Dose Pod on Instagram and we'll take it from there. Yep. All right. See y'all. Bye love y'all. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.